This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin. That's a funky beat. I like that shit. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Tuesday. As I was getting ready, I just put on the most absurd bandana because it's like a fucking creamsicle color shit. What the hell is this shit? Why am I wearing a bandana that looks like this? Who knows? I'm wild. What's up, fuckers? Welcome. I'm even having chocolate milk tonight. Usually, I do not have chocolate milk on the show because I enjoy chocolate milk so much. Like, I savor the chocolate milk. That's not not true. I inhale it. I inhale the shit out of it. Apparently, I'm really loud when I'm drinking it, too. It's all... So much so that my best friend has requested that I don't drink it while we play video games. Kralio! Or, or Krell of Xanth. There we go. I got it right that time. What's up? Krell. Warlord. Mergen. Welcome. What are we talking about tonight on this here stream? Oh, I got... At the end of the stream, I've got a seal that wants to smile at you. Apparently a, a harbor seal. A harbor seal. It wants to give you a smile. That's how we're going to end tonight. We're going to talk about... <laughs> Texas, Texas officials killed an inmate <laughs> that was on the run. We're going we're gonna to talk about apparently evaded officials... For weeks after they escaped from a jail, this has caused Texas to change its policy of transporting inmates. God damn, within 15 minute drive from your home, there are 14 gun stores. Holy fuck. Jesus Christ. We're going we're gonna to talk about gun legislation tonight. I've got some, I've got uh, Senator... John Thune saying some stupid shit. I got Ted Cruz saying some stupid shit. And for some reason, Matthew McConaughey was at the White House talking about shootings. Don't ask me. I've got two, I've got two very powerful pieces of video though for you. One of the teachers that was shot two, three times in Uvalde spoke on uh, on Good Morning America or or Wake Up San Francisco, whatever the fucking show was this morning. Wake Up San Francisco. Pulled a full house on you. But that that video is is gut wrenching. Then we have the son of one of the victims of the Buffalo mass shooting at the top supermarket. And they had some very moving testimony today in front of a Senate panel. Here's your here's your meme for the day. Kate Bush in 1985 after launching Running Up That Hill. Guys aren't ready for that yet. Kids are gonna love it. Apparently she's she's going to exceed the her position on the charts from 1985. With her current run, thanks to being featured in Stranger Things, which... Hey, cool. I'm down with it. 
Arnold and I talked about that on uh, the Freak Show. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to sound like I was gatekeeping Kate Bush when I made fun of her. I was like, I'm OG. Even watch Stranger Things. John Thune thinks we should keep uh, semi-automatic rifles in circulation because you might need them to shoot prairie dogs. And I'm... uh, Weathering Heights was her second biggest hit. And then, like, I don't know the names of, like, that. There's, like, two others that I'm really fond of, but I don't know the names of them. Ha, ha. What's up, Producer Dave? Name five songs. God, I love you. We're going to talk about a bill that was passed by the Ohio legislator, which would allow them to inspect children's genitals. Fucking odd. We're going to watch a, a clip from What is a Woman? Matt Walsh's documentary that really doesn't make Matt Walsh look good. I can't, after seeing this video I have of a prairie dog, I can't imagine they're a problem at all. Look fucking cute as shit. They don't look like any kind of a problem. But first, but first, starting off tonight, it is election night. Oh, I switched it up on you. Here, here are the election... Graphics. We're going to get Steve Kardaki's take on what we should pay attention to tonight. The races to watch. Uh, six states, seven states having primaries, including California, where you're at, Producer Dave. It's always tough to get out voters, but roughly 45 million people are eligible in California, Iowa, Mississippi, Montana, New Jersey, New Mexico, and South Dakota. Prairie dogs are known for racketeering. Provide critical clues to whether Democrats are likely to keep control of the House. Joining me now from the big board to break down these races, NBC News national political correspondent Steve Kornacki. Oh, are are you guys doing any kind of special coverage uh, on down ballot tonight? It is a Tuesday night. Are you gonna? Are you going to be uh, hiving up the election? Because that's totally where I'm going to send everybody. But we're done here. Always good to see you. Lots of races, but a handful that people are watching very closely. Yeah, I think so, Chris. Like you said, this is the biggest collection we're going to have of states voting on one day this primary season. So you know, we do have as the night progresses. You will start out in New Jersey. There's a Democratic incumbent there, Tom Malinowski, who's really close to the top of the Republican target list this year. We'll find out who runs against him. We're going to find out there's another potentially vulnerable Democrat in Iowa. We'll find out who runs against her. There's a potentially vulnerable Republican in New Mexico because of redistricting. We'll find out who runs against her. That's going to be happening in the first few hours of the night. But when 11 o'clock Eastern rolls around, that's when the polls close in the biggest of them all, California. And I think that's when the real action is going to begin in a couple I don't of mind him. I prefer, I prefer the Washington Post guy. Election in California. Chesa Boudin, the district attorney, San Francisco, he is facing... You would, you would not be watching this right now if the Washington Post guy had done something for me to play, because that's what I was looking for. 
And I was like, well, like I, I was going to take Washington Post coverage live, but apparently they don't think tonight is important enough to have Washington Post coverage. So I have the, I have the New York Times, which is like a little blog update thing. So, but like, if you if you look back at the map here, uh, most of these states are, yeah. They're in time zones that are probably not even going to polls close by the time I'm done here. I only got like an hour, hour and a half worth of shit. What up, Sky Comet? We we aren't we aren't going to be keeping up with what's going on with the election. I'm going to switch the the graphics back to the rainbows here in just a second. We election coverage, just a little, little, little taste of election coverage as a treat. There's a Democratic incumbent there, Tom Malinowski, who's really close to the top of the Republican target list this year. We'll find out who runs against him. We're going to find out there's another potentially vulnerable Democrat. Man, the Queen's stupid fucking carriage. I couldn't get over that the other night. Look at that shit. What is that shit? We'll find out who runs against her. That's going to be happening in the first few hours of the night. But when 11 o'clock Eastern rolls around, that's... Who is our Queen? Is it... biggest of them all, California. And I think that's when the... Share? is going to begin and a couple of highlights here to keep an eye on tonight this may be the most closely watched election in california chesa boudin the district attorney san francisco he is facing a recall election here he's yeah that's that's the big race that interests us or at least interests me i would assume in counties across by proxy this audience now there's been concern about rising crime there's been concern particularly about auto theft about these smashing grabs on cars on streets in san francisco so it's one of the most democratic, one of the most liberal cities in the country. Old gay one of the most liberal queen, prosecutors, Lindsey Graham. Voters there vote to recall him from office. That's a headline election in California. And in Southern California, there's the primary for mayor of Los Angeles, second largest city in the country. You see the final polling here. Now, if nobody gets 50%, the top two candidates will advance to November. They'll have it out then. It's surprising to people, though, when you take a step back that it's this close. Here's Karen Bass, member of... Well, hopefully just the, the hype for the recall is all hype, but apparently turnout is down, so that doesn't usually favor progressives. It's hard to get a good sense of what is going on in local elections, so who knows what, what is going to happen. Congress. She was on that list of potential Joe Biden running mates back in 2020. Here's Rick Caruso. He's a former Republican. He's a billionaire developer. He spent a fortune on this campaign. But there's similarities here to what we were talking about. Didn't he run for something? Wasn't he in like the the recall race? These have been the points of emphasis of Caruso. This is suddenly looking for governor or some shit like that or in a runoff, right? And yeah, as I said, if nobody gets 50 percent tonight, then again, the polling suggests these two far and away the top two would have it out in november but the backdrop would be those issues we're talking about is that the one that's going to keep us up late tonight no because it's going to be maybe a runoff it may, it may be clear early yeah, yeah we 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 ain't go we ain't following this a bunch of house primaries in california i mean just based on the faces that we're seeing on the screen i hate to be i hate to be that guy but like yeah i'll take i'll take the uh california and maybe i'll take the woman leaf reading when it comes to November, add up all the Republican votes, add up all the Democratic votes in the district, take the temperature of the district maybe a few months ahead of time. We'll certainly be doing that tonight. Steve will be staying up to read the... I think that might just be media hype, Scott Comet, but like it is like we... 
These elections right now are very important because we do have a a party in this country that is teetering on the verge of fascism or openly fascistic. Polls are now closed in New Jersey as voters in seven states decide key races. So we are starting to get results in New Jersey. I don't know shit about any of the races. But we will check back in with the New York Times, which has this neat little setup right here where we can click on which state we want and we can see all the results. Check back in with them. And I'm now switching back to the Rainbow Graphics. So we can talk about a tragedy. This was... One of the teachers that was in Rob Elementary in Uvalde giving his first interview on whatever ABC Wake Up San Francisco (laughs) in that classroom. I said this is intense. This I'm 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 very sorry. This is very intense. It is incredibly intense. Arnulfo Reyes, the fourth grade teacher in room 111 at Robb Elementary School, telling his story for the first time as he recovers in the hospital. It was our typical morning and, um, you know, we ate breakfast together. Reyes says May 24th started like any other No, no Scott comment. This is one of the teachers in Uvalde that has recovered. Our day of awards. While some students went home after the ceremony, 11 from his class stayed behind. They were watching a movie when all of a sudden gunfire rang out. The kids started asking out loud, uh, Mr. Reyes, what is going on? And I said, I don't know what's going on, um, but let's go ahead and get under the table. Uh, get under the table and act like you're asleep. Um, as they were doing that and I was gathering them under the table and told them to act like they were going to sleep is about the time when I turned around and saw him standing there. Reyes shot twice, a bullet hitting him in the arm and lung and a separate one striking his back. The 17 year teaching veteran hitting the ground. I told my kids to act like they're asleep, so I'm going to act like I'm asleep also. While the horror was unfolding, parents outside begging... Something like 20, Scott Comet. You know that there are kids, right? 25, something like, it, it's a ungodly amount. Abandoned in that moment. There have been double-digit numbers both weekends since Uvalde. Absolutely. After everything, I get more angry because you have a bulletproof vest. I had nothing. <laughs> So the shooter killed every single student in your classroom. Yes, ma'am. That's when I got you thinking, you know. And shot him three times. His family lost one. I lost 11 that day. I just went to my parents and said, I'm sorry. I tried my best. Please don't be angry with me. 
Reyes says no training could have prepared them for this. Even though the school had extensive protocols, he says laws have to change. We trained our kids to sit under the table. And that's what I thought of, you know, at the time. But we set them up to be like ducks. You can give us all the training you want, but it's us. Gun laws have to change. He's making it his mission to honor the lives lost. I will not let these children and my coworkers die in vain. He wants gun laws to change. He wants the... Well, it looks like both the the actual could-do-something laws that were being proposed, the assault weapons ban and extensive background checks, are both dead in the water. We'll get to that here in just a second. Uh, RB apparently describes Matthew McConaughey as a powerful moment in the White House. I was going to mock it. I don't, I don't, I don't know why the fuck we're listening to Matthew McConaughey exactly, but he was, he was invited in by the press secretary. Uvalde, Texas is where I was born. Oh, that's why he's there. My mom taught kindergarten less than a mile from Robb Elementary. Uvalde is where I was taught to revere the power and the capability of the tool that we call a gun. Maite wore green high-top converse. Wore these every day. Green converse with a heart on the right toe. These are the same green converse on her feet that turned out to be the only clear evidence that could identify her after the shooting. How about that? Mm-hmm. Now this particular drawing is a uh, is a self-portrait all right, of, of a Letha drawing with her friend in heaven looking down on her drawing the very same picture. You know what every one of these parents wanted, what they asked us for? What every parent separately expressed in their own way to Camilla and me? That they want their children's dreams to live on. That they want their children's dreams to continue to accomplish something after they are gone. They want to make their loss of life matter. But we heard from we heard from so many people, right? Families of the deceased, mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, Texas Rangers, hunters, Border Patrol, and responsible gun owners who won't give up their Second Amendment right to bear arms. And you know what they all said? We want secure and safe schools, and we want gun laws that won't make it so easy for the bad guys to get these damn guns. So, we know it's on the table. Can both sides see beyond the political problem at hand and admit that we have a life preservation problem on our hands? I, I don't know what that means. we got a chance right now to reach for and to grasp a higher ground above our political affiliations. A chance to make a choice that does more than protect your party. A chance to make a choice that protects our country now and for the next generation. We start by making the loss of these lives matter. I'm just... 
Matthew McConaughey is not politically savvy. That is a, that is a fine speech. He's an actor. It, it should be. I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the political problem is other than like money and politics. That's the problem. The filibuster is the problem. You, there, there were no concrete answers to that. But like, also Matthew McConaughey should be expected to give concrete answers to that kind of a problem. That's not what he's there for. All right, all right, all right, all right. U.S. Senators raced again today to craft a bipartisan deal on gun law reform, aiming to reach an agreement by the end of the week. Our Lisa Desjardins has been at the Capitol following it all, and she joins me now for an update on where things stand. So, Lisa, as we said, some of the senators were saying they hope to pull something off this week. Is that Could that happen? I'll tell you, speaking to senators coming out of important lunchtime meetings today, there is reason for hope. But I do have to caution, of course, hope is a very fragile bud in a very stormy Senate. But I'll tell you about what's on the table right now as far as guns go, what senators are really looking at earnestly. First, let's talk about some of the things that they're discussing. One, encourage red flag laws in states, not a national red flag law. That does not look like that will pass the Senate. They also encourage, encourage in background checks a lot of these uh, large shootings that that doesn't sound uh, had some sort of um, interaction with police or other officials in the past then i don't know if i like including juvenile records and background checks because that could be used for other things there is one final thing i want to report which on the table right now in the u.s senate the idea of raising the aid to purchase some guns especially military style assault weapons now my reporting differs from other reporters, I want to tell people, uh, but I feel very solid about this. I spoke to senators and to aides who are involved closely, and some senators... Raising the age for some guns. Them. God Republicans damn. Republicans who told me they think a majority of Republicans in their conference might support that. So it is a critical moment these next few days on this. So picking up on that, Lisa, talk about the political dynamics here. You've, you've looked at which lawmakers are key in seeing whether something happens or not. Some of these will be familiar faces, but I want to show our viewers exactly who's really controlling or who are really the key forces to watch in what happens here. At the top there are four senators who are really leading the discussions at Kirsten Sinema and Chris Murphy of um, Connecticut, also John Cornyn of Texas and Tom Tillis of North Carolina. The two in the middle, Chris Murphy and John Cornyn, are really the key. And I'm told if they, those two can agree on something. As, they, as I've said a million times, well, first of all, getting rid of the Second Amendment is a monumental task. Ultimately, to pass something through the Senate, a lot of these faces... I've said it a million times. If you outlaw the commercial sale and manufacture of guns, that will go a long way. ...to meet tomorrow together to try and see if they can reach... It ain't going to solve the problem overnight, that's for fucking sure. It's interesting, Judy. Senators are not the only voices that are important in this right now. There are other voices, as you heard earlier in the newscast... Dissolve the gun industry, period. And also kind of unusual characters like the actor Matthew McConaughey. He was born in Uvalde, Texas. He came to Washington yesterday, had dinner with senators, was at the White House today. Wrong. And here's what he said. What up? that there should be practical room forward that both gun owners and those who don't own guns might want. Here's what he said. Responsible gun owners. I'm done with Matthew McConaughey. We already played what he had to say. No, no, no. You talk about, like, responsible legislation and shit. Like, these motherfuckers being sensible. But yet, here's here's uh, Senator John Thune. <laughs> 
rats and you know other types of varmints. And so, oh, uh, hold on, Twitter is lagging behind here. In my state, they use them to shoot prairie dogs and you know other types of varmints. And so, I think that there are legitimate reasons why people would want to have them. And I think the challenge you have already is that there are literally millions of them available. I may, I may steal that. A delightful taste of dystopia. It's like the tagline for the show. A delightful taste of dystopia. John Thune says they use them to shoot prairie dogs in his state. Do you want to know what a prairie dog looks like? It's the cutest goddamn thing you will ever see. Just for reverence, here's a prairie dog. It's not a dog. It's a prairie dog. Sitting cow? I I would think so. I'm like, why? 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 Why would you even want to kill? I mean, I know, like, it's like, oh, it's all in my crops. It's eating everything up. Cause look at it, demolish that leaf. Go on uh, misadventures with you. Yes, that's what this motherfucker needs to be doing. I, I can totally understand that there are things that a prairie dog, especially on a farm, could disrupt. But look at this. Drake, are we screwed? Uh, Republicans, Republicans need AR-15s to be able to shoot this little prairie dog here. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Senator John Thune was arguing. Sparkles, Sparkles said they're known for racketeering. And like, the cute face could be deceptive. Damn, look at him go. <laughs> I I think he's cute as shit. I just I just want you to see what it is that. Republicans are putting up is like we need AR-15s to protect ourselves against prairie dogs. Meanwhile, somebody has one sitting on their bed, feeding it some lettuce. He's fucking. He is Poppy the Prairie Dog on TikTok. If you guys want to follow him. Oh, 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 you guys need a content warning for this. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, D. We're getting ready to hear from Ted Cruz. You know, there ought to be at least three propositions on which... <laughs> there ought to be there ought to be a content warning anytime anybody shows Ted Cruz's face. All of us can agree. Number one, violent crime is always unacceptable and should be punished severely. What a, what a revelation. Hate is wrong. And number three, the machinery of the federal government should not be used as a tool to target and persecute your political opponents. 
all three of those propositions should be <laughs> prairie dogs originally from Epstein's house. Okay, the more the more I learn about these damn prairie dogs, but perhaps you guys are convincing me that they're not to be trusted. Goddamn, violence is wrong, says Ted Cruz. I like what a profound statement that Ted Cruz dares to spew on the on the record, on the congressional record. Spectrum. Unfortunately, spectrum. He agrees that sex trades are distributed across the spectrum. Acts of violence. When it comes to white supremacy. Ted Cruz is originally a prairie dog. Vicious hate groups like the Klan or the Nazi Party. Violent crime bad. Step two. Hateful. Step three. Profit. Morons. Who should be denounced and despised. I mean, it's coming from your side. Just saying. I do think my colleagues on the Democratic side of the aisle... Try very hard to erase the history of the Klan. What? That it was formed. Oh my God! It's the it's the Klan or we're Democrats argument. Ted Cruz, like he must spend all his time in Facebook groups. Klan was formed by Democrats. By elected Democrats. That its leadership was almost entirely elected Democrats, that the authors of the Jim Crow laws were without exception elected Democrats. And I also think today's congressional Democrats try to use the charge of white supremacy, which is undoubtedly evil, bigoted, and wrong, and weaponized by their own party, They try to use that as a proxy for attacking a political party they disagree with. This is a sitting senator making the same argument I would see on a local fucking East Tennessee news site's fucking Facebook comment section. My view is simple. What kind of world do we live in? Whatever your ideology, left wing, right wing, no wings. If you are seeking to hurt people, it is wrong. No wings. Oh, shit, that's the wrong one. That was not what what I meant to put up there. Is violence from white supremacist extremist organizations a problem? Absolutely. As is violence from other hate groups. The Brooklyn subway shooter was a known black supremacist who called for racial violence. The Waukesha attack. That's what I was getting ready to say. I was like, he's going to say Waukesha. He's going to say Waukesha. That dude was just running from the fucking cops and ran into a parade. They wouldn't say like that's some kind of fucking fucking hate-motivated crime. Like, seriously. I, I... His entire argument came from the comment section of a local news outlet on Facebook. Sorry. Sorry. Who murdered six people driving an SUV into a Christmas parade. 
was a viciously left-wing black nationalist bigot. Oh my God. He is, he is a walking meme. Another black nationalist gunned down five police officers in Dallas. I was there with President Obama at the funeral for those police officers. He did so on explicitly racial grounds. In 2019, two anti That was wild. That was a wild instance. In a kosher grocery store. San Francisco in the past year has seen a 567%. That, that one, uh, if he brought up San Francisco, it's, God damn, everything is out of the comment section. The whole thing with the, the dude in Dallas, it's the one where they used the robot to kill him. That was wild. Percent increase in anti-Asian violence. Anti-Jewish hate crimes in New York City are up 148% in the first quarter of 2022 compared to the first quarter of 2021. And then, of course, we have the violence of the Antifa riots and the Black Lives Matter riots that racked this country. As stores were looted, police cars were firebombed, people were assaulted, people were murdered. Dude man 76. My colleagues on the Democratic What side up dude man? Excuse sought to apologize for even went so far as raised money to bail out of jail the violent rioters committing these acts of violence. I Okay, I I owe you five. I don't think I took the bet but I'll I'll totally the Department of Justice should not... It, no, none of us are going to take that bet. ...to target the political... We knew it was coming. ...administration is in power, Republican or Democrat. Oh, oh, oh! Is, is he... Is he? He's implying that the Obama administration used the IRS to target conservatives. Like, he, like it's just a whole list of grievances. This is, this is the victim culture of the right. Violent crime should be prosecuted vigorously across the board to keep people safe. Mr. Herdman, you personally prosecuted the anarchist bridge bombers, five left-wing extremists who broke off of the Occupy protests and plotted to bomb wow. in, the, in the Cleveland area. Is that, is that correct? Yes, Senator. Can, can, you, can you describe that case and what, what you encountered? Let me, let me tell you that Ted Cruz had the audacity to bring that up in a hearing where this happened? Though I the, will be a and this is this is another one of those where it's probably going to be a powerful moment. The content warning. This is the son of one of the big the one of the victims in the Buffalo shooting. Some of my family's memories about my mother uh, and the devastation her mu- her murder has wrought upon our family. Uh, the truth is that I'm speaking on behalf of all of the victims and their families. Mrs. Ruth Whitfield was my mother. She was literally and figuratively the heartbeat of our family and my father's soulmate for 68 years. She was the person who held us together, probably just like your mothers did for your families. What I loved most about her was the way she loved her family unconditionally, sacrificing everything for us. She visited my father at the nursing home where he's lived for the past eight years almost every day. 
Hold on, I don't, I don't, I don't want to stop it, but I don't believe I see Ted Cruz sitting here for this man's testimony. I just want to point that out that there are only three senators sitting here for and Ted Cruz is not one of them. So this is the same hearing you just heard from Ted Cruz that whole bunch of bullshit that you would have heard from any dumbass on the comment section, but he didn't have the gall to sit here for the son of one of the shooting victims in Buffalo. Wow. Wow. I mean, I may be mistaken. This is a a small video, but I do not see Ted Cruz sitting there. Where he's lived for the past eight years, almost every day, including on the day she was murdered, to ensure that he got the care that he needed from the nursing home and to supplement that care with their own personal and loving touch. Our lives are forever changed, forever damaged by an act of profound hate and evil. And nothing will ever take away the hurt, the pain, or the hole in our hearts. For her to be murdered, taken away from us by someone's... And if he was still sitting there in that room and heard Ted Cruz... Go off on that whole bunch of bullshit. I, I'm i sorry, sir, that you heard an elected senator say that shit in front of you. Anonymous gifter, thank you for gifting a sub. So full of hate is impossible to understand and even harder to live with. But we're more than hurt. We're angry. We're mad as hell because this should have never happened. We're good citizens, good people. Uh, We believe in God. We trust in God. But this wasn't an act of God. This was an act of a person. And he did not act alone. He was radicalized by white supremacists. His anger and hatred were metastasized like a cancer by people with big microphones in high places, screaming that black people were going to take away their jobs and opportunities. Every enforcement... It's the same shit. It's the same shit. ...risk and threat analysis and determined that white supremacy is the number one threat to the homeland. And yet, nothing has been done to mitigate or eradicate it. We're people of decency. We're taught to love even our enemies, but our enemies don't love us. So what are we supposed to do with all our anger and all of our pain? Do you expect us to continue to just forgive and forget over and over again? And what are you doing? You're elected to protect us, to protect our way of life. Sir, I have the answer to your question, actually. Imagine the faces of your mothers as you look at mine and ask yourself, is there nothing that we can do? 
Is there nothing that you personally are willing to do to stop the cancer of white supremacy and the domestic terrorism, terrorism it inspires? Because if there is nothing, then respectfully, senators, you should yield your positions of authority and influence. I don't. I don't mean to. I don't mean to laugh. I don't mean to laugh. I was laughing at producer Dave. The joke that he made. I have an answer to your question, sir. And unfortunately, what what the Republicans think? Disturbing percentage of Republicans think mass shootings are just something we have to accept. That that is the answer to your question. One of the most depressing aspects of the recent spate of mass shootings in America, second only to the loss of so many innocent lives, is the feeling that basically nothing is going to change, despite Mitch McConnell's claim that he'd task Texas Senator John Cornyn with working with Democrats to come up with a bipartisan solution to the epidemic of gun violence. Cornyn tweeted last Wednesday that there was absolutely no truth to the rumor he was going to make gun laws more restrictive. Gordon, of course, is far from the only Republican who refuses to do anything about the fact that mass killings are a near-daily feature of life in this country, where the GOP will try to blame gun deaths on literally anything but guns. And according, and fucking the Daily Wire was talking about how pot, how pot causes mass shootings. Not lying. Insider reports that a new poll by CBS News and YouGov shows that 44% of Republicans believe mass shootings are something we have to accept as a part of a free society. The majority of Democrats and independents, same people, 85% and 73% respectively, think these events are preventable if we really tried. You think we're stupid? You think we're fools? Yes, I think you're all fucking stupid. You know, they aren't going to ban any kind of weapon. But what they are trying to ban? Trans athletes. The Ohio House passes a bill banning trans athletes. And we'll see if we'll see if this little local news hit mentions the worst of it. We're gonna get into the actual aspects of the bill here in just a second. A bill passed through the state house would ban transgender females from participating in female sports in any school or athletic conference. The bill was first introduced last year but died in the state Senate. It is now part of a different piece of legislation and it's causing some controversy. Haley Marantet sat down with members of an LGBTQ organization to get their input on it. Minutes before midnight, before June 1st, they introduced an amendment to completely ban trans athletes in female sports. What a way to wake up to pride. The Ohio State House of Representatives gave the green light to Bill 151 last week, an education bill with an amendment with new bans to athletics. 
The Save Women Sports Act will require schools that are part of the OHSAA to designate separate teams for participants of the biological female sex. It would also permit schools, universities, and athletic organizations from allowing transgender females from participating in female sports. Republican Representative Jenna Powell introduced the act last week. The reason we have women's sports divisions is because biological males will always have a physiological and biological advantage over girls. In the bill, it would also require a physician's note and possible testosterone testing if someone's gender is being questioned. This bill empowers. And like, I, like it's trying to take the power away from the NCAA to regulate their own fucking leagues as well. That's, that's insane to me. People to question other people's gender. There are so many uh, families that have non-binary people in them and um, trans families. And really, we're not thinking about our whole community. The bill now heads to the Senate. Governor Mike DeWine has questioned the need for a ban, arguing that these situations are typically handled within leagues and athletic associations. The Ohio High School Athletic Association claims it's not well, a No, the NCAA answers the question wrong for them. It's small. Right now, the NCAA requires trans women athletes to take testosterone suppression therapy one year before competing. Reporting in downtown Toledo, Kaylee Marantet, WTOL 11. Boston heads back home to try. No, not Boston. We don't give a shit about Boston. I forgot what I was looking for. The Ohio bill banning transgender girls from female sports could require genital checks. That's what's insane about all of this. These these people who are trying to protect children are the ones trying to fucking inspect their genitals. As soon as House Republicans passed a bill to block transgender girls from playing on female sports teams in K-12 or college, Opponents started questioning how physicians would verify a minor's biology. They claim girls of all ages could be required to undergo full pelvic exams if an opposing team's coach, player, or parent questioned their sex. House Bill 151, also called the Save Women's Sports Act, says if a participant's sex is disputed, she must verify her sex with a physician in only the following ways. An exam of her internal and external reproductive anatomy, her normal endogenously produced levels of testosterone, and analysis of her genetic makeup. This is fucking sick. Not clear whether student athletes could pick one of these options or would have to provide all three. All three. Representative Jenna Powell added the language to House Bill 151 last week, but she didn't respond to a request for comment. Neither did Representative Gene Schmidt, who sponsored similar legislation and spoke in support of Powell's amendment. Options two and three would require a blood draw, but option one is a full pelvic exam 
that could include ultrasound and or insertion of a doctor's hand to confirm the presence of a uterus and ovaries. According to Melissa uh, Worthy Arnold, the CEO for Ohio's chapter of the American Academy of Pediatrics, people need to understand that this is not standard practice. Adult males and females do have their genitals examined, but that's not standard practice in pediatric care. Oh. So I had a person in my uh, YouTube comments on the stupid-ass Matt Walsh video. Tell me that I did not know what the definition of the word bigot was. And even cited the definition. I want to show you guys this comment. Because I was on the, it was the Matt, it was the Matt Walsh video I did. Apparently, they're saying I don't know the the definition of the word bigot. Going by your last two replies, I would say you lack self-awareness or have no idea what a bigot is. Bigot, a person who is ostensibly uh, or unreasonably attached to a belief, opinion, or faction, especially one who is prejudiced against or an, uh, antagonistic towards a person or people on the basis of their membership of a particular group. Now, tell me, tell me, there is one... A publicly known trans athlete in Ohio. If passing a law where you can examine any child's fucking genitals isn't an unreasonable fucking step to take to discriminate against one fucking child that we know of, I don't know what fucking is. You're a bigot. You're a fucking bigot. The people that pass these laws are bigots. That is the very definition of bigotry as you stated it. Just some guy. And holy shit, are they ever upset over this drag show. And supposed people on the left... Or sharing this out and saying, oh, that's not okay. You might have seen the picture of the back of the wall as well shared on the Twitter. It says it's not going to lick itself. This is an ice cream shop where this happened. It's an ice cream shop. It said it's not going to lick itself. Is it a sexual innuendo? Absolutely. Is it funny? Yes. Is it an A-plus joke for an ice cream shop to make? Abso-fucking-lutely. Oh, oh. Yeah. Come on back. Let's go. There is absolutely nothing wrong with what I see here. I don't care. I don't care. The right wing is going nuts over this shit. Alright, everybody, good job. Oh, 
Okay, apparently it's also a bar as well, but that's cool. Oh, I hate well, I hate that you just encountered Matt Walsh. I'm getting ready to make you encounter Matt Walsh again. I see nothing wrong with that. I see nothing like I see something incredibly wrong with the gun culture in this in this country. I see kids holding guns as being really weird and I'm not I'm not against guns. But I I don't I don't know what everyone is up in arms about like including people like shoe on head who is supposedly nominally on the left, who, by the way, by the way, people pointed out to Shoe on Head that, uh, you know, we take kids to Hooters, which I also don't really have a problem with. And she said, well, I'm against that. And, like, that's not okay as well. And to which I replied, which she never replied back to, like, well... Or she she made the she made the comment that like uh, people aren't talking about it because that's not a it's not a topic and I'm like well people aren't talking about it because influencers aren't talking about it because you're just chasing clicks and you admitted that. Huh. I've I've got nothing against the drag brunch or the kids being there. Those kids look like they were having a really good time and that they were going and dancing, having a blast. There's nothing inherently sexual about what was going on there. That's that's the thing. Is right wingers automatically think of, of of gayness or any kind of cross dressing or gender nonconformity as being something of like sexual deviance, and there's nothing inherently sexual about what is going on right there. Because the existence of queer people is sexual to them. And it's not inherently sexual in any way. Content warning. We're going to watch a clip from What is a Woman? And I found this through watching the surfs. And Lance reacted to this. And I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe how bad Matt Walsh looked in this. And that's why, that's why I don't like uh, watching other people's content because I'm like, ooh, I want to talk about that too. And I don't want to steal off of anybody. Like, this was too good not to watch it. This is... He goes, he's talking to a gender study professor or some shit. And I... Just wait till you see what happens. Gender studies is not just reduced gender to what psychologists might call individual differences, but rather thinking about gender. And that's not women and man, but gender as a as a social form, something that kind of infuses itself into virtually not high enough for this shit. Social life. Let's talk about that then. Uh, I guess we should start with we've got gender and sex, right? Yeah. What, what's the difference between the two? Is there a difference? I saw that in your questions and I thought, my goodness, this is what we spend an entire semester kind of thinking through. But what we tend to think about in the social sciences today is that sex refers to a set of biological characteristics and gender is a social construct or category. 
What I think is often misleading about that characterization is allowed to be sort of messy and complicated. But in that. So he asks him the question. The professor explains it in depth to him. And he cuts it up to where you don't actually hear the professor's answer to his question. Multiple cuts. Split them up into these wholly discrete constructs, study scholars, and, and really more specifically people who study gender and sex. We're not talking about sexuality right Teach. now. In the kind um, of academic universe that I travel in is that we see how deeply gendered ideas, um, cultural ideas about masculinity um, and feminine. Perhaps you're a right winger watching this. I would like to point out to you that this is the height of intellectual dishonesty here. That you, you've inserted music to drive home a certain point. You have edited him to where you can't understand what he's answering. Matt Walsh is a dishonest motherfucker. And if you, if you don't take it at face value for me saying that, remember, Matt Walsh said I was a formidable voice in the culture. Justin Freakin, the formidable voice in the culture... So if you if you get your information from Matt Walsh, Matt Walsh has actually endorsed me and said that I am a formidable voice in the culture. So listen to me when I tell you that Matt Walsh is a fucking idiot and you shouldn't listen to anything that he has to say. And he is incredibly dishonest, as you see here. Maleness and femaleness, both in humans and in lots of other animals. So are gender and sex two different things or? Well, I think that they, they both are and they aren't. I'd be, I'm comfortable saying that gender and sex are, are two different constructs, but they're deeply intertwined with each other. We're talking about gender and, and sex and there's a lot of controversies there. If we're talking about a trans woman has all of the male physical characteristics, so would that not be a male then? Couldn't, couldn't we plainly say this person is a male. Well, wh- well, I guess it's, it's like, wh- why are you asking the question? I think I, I, wa- I want to understand sort of why that's so important. So if someone tells Just you... Just to, uh, to sort of understand reality, you know? Well, I mean, I think when someone tells you who they are, you should believe them. So if a person says that they're a woman or they're a man, then that's them telling you their gender is. I'm, I'm not so sure why, what social... Um, interactions would have to do with with maleness or femaleness that would well, be I'm not even talking about social context I'm just I'm just trying to start by getting to the truth you know Yeah I mean I'm really uncomfortable with that language of like g- getting to the truth again in social why, why life is that, why is that uncomfortable because that it sounds actually deeply transphobic to me um and the if truth? You, and, and if you keep probing we're going to stop the interview I if I, I probe about what the truth is you keep invoking the word truth, which is condescending and rude. I'm saying to you... How is the word truth condescending and rude? Why don't you tell me what your truth is, and you're walking on 30 seconds more of the nights before I get up. I really like uh, the professor. I don't think I really have a truth. I think that there's just the truth, like the reality. And so we should begin by trying to figure out what the reality is. Uh huh. And why are you concerned with when someone else tells you that they're a man, or even if they use the word male? Why are we, you wanting to see the rest of the interview? Is is totally uh, uh, 
understandable since what Matt Walsh actually selected as what he thought made him look the best actually makes him look really fucking dumb. And the editing shows how deceptive and dishonest he is. You concerned with not believing them? Well, you keep bringing it back to, you know, how do you respond in a social situation? But That's what I do. I'm a social scientist. Well, right. But we're in a university. This is a place of understanding. You asked a social scientist. We, we pursue truth. truth and so I'm a social scientist. And that's what I well, do. You just said the truth is transphobic. Th- that you would say, that you're, if you're saying the truth is that I get to say, you're not a man, show me your genitalia, that's transphobic. No, no, yes. I don't want to see anybody's yes. genitalia. I, I just mean... Someone can make. I think you do, you weird fuck. Be untrue. Like, for example, if I, if I were to say that I'm a black man, I think it's gonna come out that you duggered somebody. And I think it's, I think it's wild that he brings up, you know, race, which is also like not a real thing, and that, like, you know, it exists on a scale as well. You know, fucking compares well to gender. To be honest with you. Could you, would you accept that or would you be skeptical? Are you? Matt does have nice hair. I'll give him that. That's the only compliment. And, and, and somebody, somebody said that they agreed with Matt on only one thing. And I will agree with Matt on only one thing. And that's that he is a Christian fascist. I don't think so. Well, you don't look that. And I don't think that's a, it doesn't sound like that's a genuine statement of who you are. Okay, so that's my point. I, I could make a statement. Nancy, welcome. Good evening. Of course, I think it's well established that human beings can lie, yes. Or not even lie. I mean, I could just be mistaken. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess this all comes back. He pulled a, he pulled a producer Dave. He just blew him off. Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, especially women, gender, and sexuality studies. So, so what, what is a woman? Why do you ask that question? I just really like to know. What do you think the answer to that question is? Well, I'm, I'm asking. That's why I came to a college professor who, who's, this is your. This is what you do. A woman is a human on the feminine side of the spectrum. A lot of, of like traits where you're, where you're not answering. I've gotten a lot of that. Easy. I think it's interesting that you that you say that some of the people you've you've um, interviewed have been um, reluctant to answer it, and I think that has a lot to do with the way the questions that preceded it and the the way that you've conducted yourself in the interview. How have I conducted myself? How do you think you've conducted yourself? <laughs> <laughs> you just really don't want to answer the questions, do you? I, I, will, I will tell you exactly how... No, not a monkey video. You get a seal. You get a harbor seal. The harbor seal wants to give you a smile. I'll tell you exactly how Matt Walsh conducted himself in this interview. He asked uh, fallacious questions. Loaded questions. Leading questions. He deceptively edited the professor to where you didn't actually hear his answer, which was probably incredibly well thought out and smarter than anything fucking Matt Walsh has ever said. 
And this was actually in the movie, What is a Woman? And it does not make Matt Walsh look good. I came today very willing and, and enthusiastic about answering questions about women's and gender sexuality studies, which is so the you wanted that to, I do. You wanted to answer questions about women's studies, and so shouldn't the, the first answer you should be able to provide is what exactly is a woman? Well, it's, it, for me, it's, it's actually a really simple answer, and that's a person who identifies as a woman. But what are they identifying as? As a woman. But, but what is that? Someone with feminine woman. traits. Do you know what a circular definition is? I do. It's sort of like what you're doing right now, where a woman is, is a woman. Because mm-hmm. well, you're seeking what we would call in my field of work an essential. <laughs> when they're just totally okay. silly billies. <laughs> I think it sounds like you would like me to give you a set of biological or cultural characteristics that are associated with one... He's, he's too good to ever pull a twisted T on Matt Walsh. I'm just seeking a definition. Yeah, and I gave you one. He's mansplaining to a professor. He, he, I'm sure you gave him a great definition, but we're never going to get to hear it because Matt Walsh edited it out of his little fucking movie. The one that he, he spent so many fucking thousands of dollars promoting... Just so we can't even fucking see what it was that you said to him. All right, this doesn't fit into really anything else we've been talking about tonight, but I wanted I wanted to discuss it just because it's wild, and I love wild shit like right this. Now, the Texas Department of Criminal Justice is not saying if they feel responsible for all of the deaths of those five innocent people. Their suspected killer, Gonzalo Lopez, escaped from a prison bus May 12th and got killed. If the, if the cops are saying we don't know if we're responsible for the deaths of people, they absolutely are responsible for the deaths of people. Uh, several weeks ago, an inmate escaped in Texas and apparently went on a killing spree. That's that's the story we're getting ready to hear tonight. Right now, the Texas Department of Criminal Justice is not saying if they feel responsible for all of the deaths of those five innocent people. They're suspected. They're responsible. Escaped from a prison bus May 12th and got killed in a shootout last night near San Antonio. We told you about this on Eyewitness News at 10 last night. Well, now ABC 13, Daniela Hurtado is live in Centerville with what we know so far and what neighbors are saying. We can only imagine. No, I think I think this is. Is like last night they're talking about it could be it could be not before it could have happened on Sunday night but it was, it was it was either Monday night or Sunday night this just fucking happened they are extremely shaken up here Daniela absolutely Maida a grandfather and his four grandchildren senselessly murdered by someone who should have been behind bars crime stoppers during that news conference just now called this a preventable situation tonight this small town is heartbroken shaken up and they tell us the last few weeks have been quite unsettling knowing an inmate was here just lurking in their community lurking Centerville, Texas is home to fewer than a thousand people. It also became the landing spot for inmates. Now, kids, what have we learned in the last few weeks about cops in Texas? They are incredibly inept. They're dumb. The cops in Texas are incredibly... Now, I I don't think that is is, uh, exclusive to Texas. Cops in general tend to be fucking dumb and not very good at their jobs. Gonzalo Lopez, who escaped from a prison bus and lurked in the woods for weeks. Scared, no, unsettled. You know, we don't lock our doors usually, and 
it's uh, to have someone that close that was that dangerous and clearly didn't have a lot of um, any kind of value for life. She says her home was a part of the red zone, only a mile from the ranch where a grandfather and his four grandchildren were murdered by who police say was likely Lopez. That was extremely sad. The community is, is very saddened over this. Nick, the Centerville barber, says his big question is how did the inmate even break out from a metal barrier? Both have a lot of questions about. I've, I've, I have seen. You know, get through this grading. And the amount Michael of Myers movies who saw through that grading without being detected by either of the officers on that bus. Carrie Blackinger extensively covered the TDCJ for years. She's the eyes of a ranger. The prison system are wondering the how unsuspected this stranger. We have to go back to the drawing board and figure out how that happened. Uh, at the end of the day, we will conduct a serious incident review to determine exactly how Gonzalo Lopez was able to uh, break free from his hand restraints cut open a gate in order to get to the bus driver and stab the bus driver. The Jordanton Police Department were able to track down Lopez in their city last night. Police say he shot at them and they killed him. TDCJ reps say the suspect likely got the firearms from the home he's accused of murdering five people. He got he got the he got the guns from the home. As I've said many times, the actual reality of guns, uh, right-wingers like they're like, oh, we use them for defense. No, no, no. The actual reality is you either shoot yourself, someone you love, or have the gun used against you in a violent crime like this instance. I know it's I know this is the anecdotal, but the statistics actually back that up. And this is this is one of the instances that you see. Now, representatives with the TDCJ refused to go on camera and answer questions today. All they said is that they are investigating how exactly this inmate escaped from their custody. Now, during that news conference, a friend of the murdered family says they're unaware if they knew of the break in a fugitive that the fugitive had done earlier in the week. The same friend said if the grandfather would have known, he would have never exposed the children to this situation. Now, as for the officers, the TDJ, the TDCJ did confirm one of the officers in that van the day that that inmate escaped is back at work. The other officer is on something that they call approved leave. They wouldn't elaborate what exactly that meant. Reporting live in Centerville, Daniela Hurtado, ABC 13 Eyewitness News. Thank you, Daniela. Is he under investigation for being a dumb fuck or did he help the, did he help the dude escape? Ready to watch a couple of body camera. Let me, let me hit the content warning. I hate that like this is, this is how we're going to end the show watching police shootings. Uh, the whole stream has kind of been a bummer, to be honest with you. Agra Falls officials release body cam video of police shooting suspect. Body cam video shows Niagara Falls police shoot a man who had a knife. It looks like we only have like 30 seconds. Have their taser out.
Oh dang, dude! What he threw the ta- he threw the taser at him. He threw he threw the taser at him. You're gonna get seals. I just didn't tell I a seal. It's a seal, but like I didn't tell you when you were gonna get the seal. He he, th- he threw his taser at him. He did hit him with it. There doesn't seem to be audio with this. I that probably wasn't a, a smart idea to lunge at the cops like that. The seal of bit off Buster. <laughs> that was that was not a good idea to lunge at the cops. Reginald D. Bourne stood behind a Niagara Falls drugstore with his back against a police vehicle at 5.57 p.m. on Friday. Officers investigating a suspicious person. Officers investigating a suspicious person calling the neighborhood stopped him and learned from a woman he had sexually assaulted in the past that she had an order of protection against him. Okay, this dude doesn't sound very uh, savory, so... More power to the cops, I guess, in this one. Officer Greg Paul approached Barnes to place him in custody, but he pulled away. He fell to the ground and got up. He was hit with a stun from Officer Dominic Sensei's taser. Sensei's? Seemed unaffected. Barnes... It didn't look like he shot him with the taser. It looked like he fucking threw the taser and hit him in the head with it. Barnes pulled a knife out of his pocket and charged at the Tennessee. They struggled, and two other officers fired shots at Barnes, who fell face down in the grass next to a wooden fence. The scene revealed on Tuesday as Niagara Falls police released video footage of the shooting captured by police-worn body cameras behind the Rite Aid at Niagara Falls Boulevard. While the incident remains under investigation, police and city officials appeared confident that officers responded appropriately in the situation that unfolded quickly. Lucille's! One other police department has released body camera footage of their officers... State Highway Patrol released footage of trooper involved fatal shooting. The video shows uh, Trooper Cook pulling over a Ford pickup truck for a seatbelt violation. Well, first of all, first of all, shouldn't be pulling him over for a seatbelt violation. Video is 30 minutes long. That is not what we're going to be doing here tonight. It seems to get to the action pretty quickly. The following video reflects the North Carolina State Highway Patrol member involved shooting on May 30th, 2022. Video starts as Trooper Rodney N. Cook observes a white Ford pickup truck on US-64 in Siler City traveling in the opposite direction with the driver and passenger not wearing seatbelts. I call bullshit. How, how are you going to notice them not wearing seatbelts? Can you guys see if they're wearing seatbelts or not in this video? They weren't wearing seatbelts. Bullshit. You can't see that on the exact opposite side. A four-lane road. 
I, I already, this cop is full of shit. We have audio. Once again, once again, uh, content warning for those of you watching. It is, uh, it is going to be an officer-involved shooting. John Henry, 1990. They have a seatbelt detector. Hey, Trooper Cook, I went patrol. The reason why I stopped you, I'm not wearing a seatbelt. The reason why. What's the reason? Do what? Speak up. I mean, is he still not wearing a seatbelt? You're near what? Huh? Apparently, apparently he wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Seat well, I'll be damned. Get your driver's license registration. At least DNA, like on the back of the on the back of the vehicle. You don't have ID. You got any ID on you, sir? The reason why you wasn't wearing a seatbelt either? Because he doesn't have ID on him. How much marijuana is in the vehicle? I smell something. Oh, he's, he's been smoking some pot. All right, you want to step out of the vehicle then? <laughs> Did indeed point a gun at him. It, from what I can tell. Okay, yeah, 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 that's a gun. Oh, wow. I, I don't understand. Like, why would you even do this? <laughs> and his buddy goes running. Probably best for you. I, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, both, both of these were stupid moves. Both of, both of the videos we have watched tonight were really stupid moves. Oh yeah, Drake. Like I'm, I'm totally with you. Like this, this was two dumbasses behaving stupidly. Idiots be idioting. Oh, I did it! I did it! I, I wanted to, I wanted to add that to the, the catchphrases, but I haven't been able to say it. <laughs> oh fuck! I promised to seal. I promise, I promised a loose seal. I ain't lying. Oh, it stuck out his tongue and everything!
that the seal making that noise? See, it was worth sticking around, wasn't it? Oh, thank you, Sky Comet, for the the bits. Oh shit, I never checked back in with the election. Uh, I doubt there's even any update, to be honest with you. Quick, let's check out the New York Times and see what we got going on. Uh, some kind of like election update music. See, they've got like three percent, two percent reporting in New Jersey, and they're the they're the only. Oh, Iowa's got sixty three percent reporting. Still, the the races we really care about is over here in Cali. Your election update. Back to the back to back to the seal. <laughs> ah, it was just stick his tongue out at you. I want to pet it. I didn't know seals were so furry. Seals being furry is awesome to me. making those noises. If you're watching on Twitch, you're going to head over to Freem's. Took me forever. Oh, it's the woman that's holding the camera making the noise. Perhaps. <laughs> I don't know. I don't fucking know. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun when we're at the sack. I'm Justin Freegan. We'll see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol Live. Rest up on Thursday night. We're going to have the whole uh, uh, January 6th, and it might be a long night. <laughs>